Boom! All right, let's go. This is your North Country Fishing Report at KBFT 89.9 FM, Net Lake, Minnesota. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. We got a packed report. We get into it deep, got some longer reports, so I'm going to keep my intro short. Let's do this. Well, how's fishing been down there in the lax? Uh, it's been... It was a little bit tougher this week. <laughs> it's been and, dot, uh, dot, dot. <laughs> you know, it's been really good over the last few weeks. There's definitely very positive signs in the lake. Um, the walleye bite was a little bit down this week, and I don't really know why. It might just be mid-season. Maybe it's me. I, I couldn't tell you. But what I did notice was we were catching a fair amount of jumbo perch. We actually did really well on the jumbos a couple days ago. And it's been a long time since I've seen the perch bite coming around, and I've kind of been uh, a little bit reluctant to talk about it because each time we get into them, I'm thinking, okay, this is a one-off deal. You know, generally you find three or four, and then you go back, you know, find them again. We got into them pretty good the other day. Good really? Ones, you know, like nine, ten, eleven. Some of them were over eleven inches. I mean, we were getting into that uh, close to jumbo range, so. There's a, there's a crop of perch coming up, and interestingly enough, they're coughing up little perch. So I think the big lake might be making a turn this year, and I think uh, I think a lot of that forage, all those little perch, the ones that didn't grow up got eaten, and the ones that have grown up are now eating the same thing that the walleyes and the other perch are eating. So we might be kind of coming around the bend here. It'll be real interesting to see what the spring is like. Yeah, we touched on it, uh, I think we touched on it last week, but I, that's kind of been my theory too, that I'm now starting to hear more and more uh, good perch being caught, even a couple eel pout being caught again, and been wildly silent on, on those two things for, man, dare I say, a decade or better. And now they're more, they're creeping in. That's why my, my opinion is that was kind of the canary in the coal mine. I don't know what the problem was. I don't, I don't know what... Somewhere down the food chain, I don't know what happened. It was the zebra mussels or what it was that kind of messed the whole works up or our human hands getting into it and trying to micro-regulate it or whatever. I don't want to get into that big uh, tangled mess of a debate. But whatever the thing was, it seems like it's the ship is writing itself. And it could just be, you know, nature's really good about fixing itself, you know. Well, and Mille Lacs has always gone through cycles. You know, you have booms and busts and fishing, and that's that's just part of the lake. But it, I think we're, uh, I think it bottomed out probably last winter, maybe uh, probably sometime last winter, and now this winter I'm really seeing it swing up, and it seems to be swinging up pretty quick. So even though I've had a couple trips were down, you know, on the walleye bite, I, I'm not worried about that just because it has been so good out there the last few weeks that. Um, I think maybe I just need to make an adjustment. <laughs> well, I did have some buddies out there last weekend, and I, I can't say they, you know, crushed it by any stretch, but everybody caught fish. So, I mean, as oh, long yeah. as we, fish are coming we're, through. We're catching walleyes. We're, we're definitely getting them. It's just sometimes I wonder if it's just a little midwinter lull, you know, just a lull in the weather, and that's, that's what's going on. There but anyway... Um, we're still catching walleyes, like like I said, you know, time and time again. It was a little down for us this week, but the things are still similar. So I'm all, I'm checking, going up on top of the structures, fishing off the edges, fishing uh, 
actually out deep and away from them. So I'm, I'm all over. So I get to find out, you know, what's going on and it's pretty similar. We're catching most of our fish on the edge, actually pretty deep on the edge, about 30 feet. This last week was best. Um, I, I tried up on top of the flats. I just wasn't having much luck on top. It was, it was all kind of glued to the edge the few trips I took. So the, the bite seems to be on the edge of the structure that 30 feet was better again. Like it was about three weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were, we were going all the way out to 34 feet there for a while, but, um, the edges were where it was at this week and we were just catching them on the same things. We were catching them jigging with, uh, jigging spoons in the evening, you know, right at sunset. And then we were also getting a bite here and there on the set lines. As far as the perch go, there were tulipy mixed in with them, so we were getting those big tulipy that Malax is famous for. We were also getting nice perch, good eater-sized perch meals of them, and uh, we we could have done better than what we did. We actually lost quite a few perch. We were, uh, we were you know, kind of learning how to fish on a couple of the trips. So, yeah. like, oh, I forgot how to do this. It's been so yeah, long. yeah. So we we had definitely had more opportunities on them too. So we we had some really good days on the perch, and those were. Those are really easy. Um, you you do want a camera for them. The camera is going to make it a lot oh, easier okay. to catch them because you know perch on the lax they can be a little finicky. They kind of jig goes in, jig goes back out. So when you have a camera, you can watch it go in and hit them. And we were just using tungsten jigs, a little gold tungsten jig with some bugs on it. You can use little red maggots or little white maggots, spikes, zeros, whatever you want to call them. But just uh, putting those on a four or five millimeter tungsten jig, getting it down within about a foot of the bottom and we were doing well, and we were getting tulipy that were coming through too. So there was quite a bit of action. Those tulies are a lot of fun on light tackle. Oh, they're, they're super sporty. If they tasted like a walleye, they'd be extinct. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a friend of mine says that uh, something similar about the uh, the eel pout, you know, the poor man's lobster, and his thing is like, listen, if they tasted like lobster, there wouldn't be a single one swimming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a friend, he was telling me how great Tulipy was fried, and I'm like, man, oily fish cooked in oil. I don't know about that. And I, so he, he eventually got me to try it. He's like, oh, you, you got to try it. So he, he had them made up for us. They were fresh, and I ate them, and it was kind of a, you know, it wasn't really a fishy taste, but it was just kind of a mushy, oily fish yeah. cooked in oil. And I've I had just it. thought, nah, these these are meant for smoking. That's, yeah, like, we'll and I've, had it, smoking I've had it baked, and, and it turns out okay. Baked, I could see. Mm-hmm. Deep fried was not the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say like deep fried bacon, but that actually sounds good. So I'm not going to use that example. But <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten, uh, or let's just talk uh, ice conditions real quick. Anything change? Uh, no. And it's, yeah, yeah. Dare I say it, may have gotten a little bit worse before it started getting better. Okay. And. There were seemed to be more slush pockets, more roads having issues for a couple days there, and now in the last couple days they seem to be hardening up again. Um, I would say not much. It, okay. It's probably a, a net even on ice conditions. I'm still running around out there finding 14 to 18 inches of ice out in the areas that I'm fishing. I can't speak for all portions of the lake. But what I will tell you is if you're going out there and you have a vehicle with wheels, like you can still get around on the lax. There's plenty of areas you can go with wheels. However, you've got to watch out for these slush pockets. And a lot of times what you're going to find is they're in popular areas. So if you've got a tip of a mud flat, that's a popular area that people typically fish. And you got snow on it. 
what happens is guys are drilling holes and the snow is pushing that, that area down and those holes flood and it creates a slush pocket in that spot. So I can drive all over on my snowmobiles and I don't have issues on snowmobiles, but when I come to some of these areas where you're at the tip of a flat, you know, kind of a fishing hot spot, that's where you find the slush pockets. And those are the ones that you kind of got to avoid. So if it's a known fishing area where people typically have been fishing in the past, if you have a wheeled vehicle, you know, something without tracks, I would try to steer clear going around those areas because it, it's the holes that people are punching out there or flooding some of these areas and, some of them harden up pretty quick, and it's not a big deal after a day or two. And some of them just have a lot of snow on them, some bigger drifts, and those ones can pose a, a real challenge if you have wheels. So you, you, you got to watch out for that. Any significant pressure ridges to speak of? No, no. And I, I sort of wonder if we're just not making enough ice, and the ice is so insulated that um, it's just not doing that sort of thing right now. I. But no, nothing that I've noticed. Nothing out of out of the norm. Have the resorts pushed out any further? Have they made no, any progress? I would on say roads? that I've, I would say you know last week I saw one of the resorts had a road plowed out to nine mile, and there was a lot of activity out on nine mile flat. And I thought, finally, here we go. Like they're getting out to the flats. We're going to get going here, and the resort abandoned that road. Like, it, it's hmm. done. They gave up on it, and I've driven down it, and I can see why. I mean, it got it got covered in slush and sure. cracks, and it just fell apart and, over the course of a couple of days. So it, they tried, and I think they've just given up on that. All right, well, we are coming into a, it looks like a cold stretch next week, so maybe that'll help for well, this thing up again. We'll see. We're at mid-season. I mean, maybe one more cold snap will do it. it it's, it's hard to tell. I've kind of been saying, oh, next week, oh, next week, all season. And now I'm kind of looking back at some of the fishing reports I do, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> these aren't really uh, coming around, are they? Yeah, <laughs> so, and we really only have, like, about another month, at least of the walleye season, of the, you know, yeah, statewide exactly. walleye season. So Exactly. And we just we haven't got that real big thaw that we've had the last few seasons. We've had some seasons where we should have got the short end of the stick in the last 10 years. We've had some seasons that were heading south real quick, and then we would get, you know, like an inch rain in the first week of January, right, and it would yeah. just melt all the snow, hit the reset button, and start everything over. We never got that this year. We, like, got, you know, a drizzle, but we never got enough rain for it to actually make any meaningful difference. Yeah, I've thought the same thing. I, I've, I feel restricted um, up here where I'm at. It's like um, I don't have a machine right now. My wheeler's stranded somewhere <laughs> we don't need to talk about that but uh so i'm just you know i got my truck but there's not many lakes up here where i'm at in the area where they plow roads to get out and i'm not willing to just baja in the truck with you know there are still some slush pockets and drifts and that yeah i just don't think it's smart so i'm like kind of relegated to where i can walk so if i really feel limited this year and i've just been going back in my mind thinking like it's been a long time since i've not been able to just pretty much fish wherever i want you know even in a truck and boy we had a lot of snow this year and that's just that's how it's been but all right well 
Captain hey, Ryan? Hey, I think I think I should recap something because this okay. is supposed to be a fishing report, and I think I just complained about how I did this week and what <laughs> and ice conditions. So maybe yes. I should actually give a fishing report real quick. <laughs> if you're coming up, most of the guys that are getting out, you know, to their wheelhouses and permanents are fishing the rocks. And there is a bite on the rocks, but it's a morning evening bite. That's where most of your action's gonna happen. Uh, jigging a rattle spoon with a minnow head is a great way to catch fish morning and evening. Overnight is a lot of times how you catch your fish in those areas where they have the rentals and permanents and the wheelhouses. That's just going to be a set line with a small minnow, whether it's a, a big fat head or a small sucker, or if you can find shiners, shiners are the best, but just put them down on a plain hook or a glow-in-the-dark jig. Just something simple, keep it a couple feet off the bottom. You'll you'll probably catch fish. It's There's, there's just a pretty decent bite going on in the lake. If you're going out during the day, go out deeper. Go out to the mud flats. If you can be mobile, if you got the equipment to do it, go out to the flats. Go to the gravel bars. There's there's hardly anybody out there. Uh, I was on the flats two days ago. I looked around. I was in the middle of the flats, and I counted five other fish houses out there between portables and permits everywhere I could see. So there's just nobody out there. You You have free reign to go fish wherever you want, and there's fish out there biting. But the flats and the gravel bars go out, set up on the edges. 30 feet was doing the best for us this last week. Um, Plain hook in a minnow, two or three feet off the bottom is a great way to catch fish. You know, you can't go wrong ever on the lax with that setup. Or just a quarter ounce um, slab spoon, whether it's a rattle spoon or just a slab spoon with a minnow head. Jig it in a bright glow color like a chartreuse or a regular glow. Uh, a couple feet off the bottom, jig it aggressively, and just try to get the aggressive fish to come in. Nice. All right. Well, well done, sir. Let everybody know how they can get a hold of you. Oh, uh, name's Ryan, and uh, my website is fishlaguna.com. Laguna spelled wrong. It's L-A-G-O-O-N-A. Awesome, dude. Well, be safe out there. Good luck, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Dale. You bet. Bye. And let's take off to North Dakota, Devil's Lake, Turtle Mountains, with our buddy Clay Houle with CNZ Guide Service. What is happening this week, Clay? Um, just get prepared for the cold front. Yeah, is that a good thing or a bad thing in your eyes? It's it's a a good thing. All right, that's what I thought. I, okay, <laughs> I could uh, let the lakes freeze some more, and I can take a break from guiding. There you go. <laughs> you, generally, guides don't want breaks; they want to just keep working and making that money. <laughs> I'm wore out. Are ya? It's been well. Yeah. It's been a lot of work this season with the with the conditions as they've have been. But yeah, maybe it'll get a little easier if things can firm up. That sure would be nice. What do you? What did you find last week? Um, last week and this week today up at Minnegoshu, we got anywhere from twenty to twenty three inches of ice. Um, basin bites is what we're chasing right now, especially in middle of the year. Right on. And then we're fishing some pothole lakes around Devil's Lake, and uh, we're getting, uh, I think after this cold front, I think a couple of these lakes will need extensions. Well, when you mentioned the 24 inches part, I was like, yeah, and then you know, we got the snow up there too. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. And they're calling for three inches tomorrow of snow. Okay, um, well, that's not too terrible, but yeah. No. Is there any wind associated with it? Um, no wind tomorrow, I believe. I think it's only five now, five mile an hour winds, um, out on Devil's Lake. They still got anywhere from, uh, 
18 to 22, 23 inches of ice, and they're fishing any depth from walleyes anywhere from 6 to 10 feet. So that's a big difference from last week. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, and then the perch bite has been pretty good waxworms and PK rigs. Um, and actually, uh, one new hot commod that came out that we've been using out on Devil's Lake for the perch bite is uh, the new PK Minagoshi rigs. You know, I I saw, and I think I commented on, I think you made a yeah, post yeah, either yeah, Snapchat yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. I really like the looks of those things. And we are, uh, we're still doing some more. That one there, that's just, uh, I don't know what you would call that, sparkly stuff. But we oh. are doing one with a hair tie. Okay. So when you're moving that jigging up and down, the hair tie, we're usually going to use bug colors, so black or brown. So it looks like a bug falling dead to the bottom of the lake, you know? Yeah, to kind of give people an idea what it looks like the listing, it's like a really small spoon with like a chain dropper. We've all kind of seen those. And then on that, it's like a little hair jig that they've got tied to it. Now, do you use those for bluegills at all? Yes, I do. Okay, well, actually, that's kind of what my been, mind went to. Yeah, and we, we've been working on it for about a year, me and Kurt Reef with PK Lures here in North Dakota. And uh, we tried different things, and I mean, we got the sparkles on the single hook, but we want more of a dead bug, dead bug look. So that's what we're going to try is uh, black flies and brown flies. Right on. Oh, that, I thought they looked uh, real slick, real unique. I um I was intrigued. You'll have to let me know when those are available. Yeah. Maybe you need, and, uh, some, maybe you need some testers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. That wouldn't hurt. And, I mean, Devil's Lake and up here, I mean – Driving around in the vehicles limited. I know Devil's Lake still making trails. Okay. We're getting some more snow. I think they're supposed to get a little bit more than we are. But if you plan on coming up to the Curl Mountain or Devil's Lake, um, tracks is probably one of the best things you could do. Yeah, that seems to be the that seems to be the overall message this winter is. <laughs> it's been it's been a year for snowmobiles. Let's just put it that way for sure. Yeah. Unless you're one of really lucky and you got a snow bear. Yeah. Then, then you'd be smiling. But yeah. All right, dude. Well, thanks for the report. Stay safe. Good luck out there. We will talk to you next week. All right, oh, sir, oh you before can, you go, oh. let them know how they can get a hold of you. Um, you can get a hold of me with CNZ Guide Service on Facebook and Instagram or uh, cnzguideservice.com or my cell phone is 701-550-0956. And let us know when those uh, new lures drop. Oh, yeah, sure will, bud. Right on. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Heading up to Lake of the Woods, we're going to talk to Aaron Philippi with True North Guide Service. What's happening, brother? Hey, not a whole lot. Just got off the lake here a little bit ago. Safely, I assume? Safely, <laughs> yes. There are. Uh, this cold weather is causing some cracks, and as some of the listeners probably are aware, they may have seen some videos floating around the internet and uh the social media of a couple trucks going through on lake of the woods in the last weeks last few days i guess so yeah it uh, seemed rather dramatic you know it's it's it was weird to me because it's not something you normally see like on a well plowed road you know right like it's, and you think oh i'm going out on a a, a plowed road it's going to be safe i don't have anything to worry about well this is why you roll your windows down and keep your doors unlocked and you don't wear a seatbelt. 
Yeah, exactly. And dry and slow down that, uh, you yes. know, like I say, we don't have a lot of ice up here. I mean, there's, there's probably some spots that are more, but you know, we're finding still 17 to 20 inches of ice at most. And I mean, this cold weather now is starting to cause cracks and there was cracks and, you know, people driving these big vehicles and driving way too fast is what's causing a lot of this, you know, when, uh, when these cracks form and from this cold weather, it blows them apart with the, uh, with the speed and the weight of some of these vehicles out there. So it's, it's never guaranteed safe. That's for sure. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize when you're driving, cause it doesn't seem like it, but it's, it's just like a boat. You're creating a wake, you know, yep. the, you're pushing down on that ice and that water has to go somewhere. So you're creating a wave a lot of times in front of you. And then when you hit that crack, it's going to force that other piece up and that's, yep. that's where things start going sideways. So yeah, you keep, you keep that speed down, you reduce the size of that under ice wake. That's exactly. Just yep. go slow and you should be fine. But yep. yeah, it was a little, I saw that. I'm like, oh, well, this will be a fun report with Aaron this week. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. No, they'll, uh, they'll fish that one out eventually. I imagine in the next few days to a week they'll uh send divers down and hook on to it and they have usually i mean usually they're company out of detroit lakes area that comes and does a lot of the vehicle recoveries and stuff and and you know main thing is nobody got hurt or right you know, so that's that's the main thing but how yeah unfortunately of, it does happen how deep of water was that right there you know i don't know exactly where that one went in at i i'm okay. not sure but i know that I, there was a couple you know a couple just dropped through to the axles and stuff and then that one went all the way down but yeah i don't know where on adrian's road that was okay i noticed exactly. they they had a toe strap attached to it at one point in time and then they as it started going it looked like they were like well this isn't happening and Yep, yep. Salvage the other. I don't know what was hooked up to. If it was a tractor or another vehicle, but better to have one go down than two, I guess. <laughs> right. I'm sure they were scrambling to cut that rope so yeah. or get it unhooked. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's got to be. Uh, I just can't imagine sitting there watching your rig go. To yep. The, uh, yep. Bad yep, deal. Well, that's sure. why I wasn't sure. Like if it's in 30 feet of water, it's like they even go get that. I mean, I guess you kind of have to. It's you know. The, yep, they will. They like I say, there's a lot of ATV snowmobiles and a handful of vehicles that go through you know through the years and, and just about every year it seems like. And yeah, they they send divers down. They hook up to it and uh, and get her out on the ice. They got a big, I don't know what you call it, kind of a big hoist thing they they put over the hole in the ice and winch her out and they'll kind of just winch her back and and right up so it, it goes pretty slick it, t- it takes takes most of a day but it goes pretty slick i've watched them do it before so. huh well well so. fishing cars out let's uh talk about fishing some walleyes out what tells the bite yeah you know um up north by the northwest angle uh it's been pretty good a lot of pike being caught a lot of nice walleye being caught up around the angle um, over on the east side of the lake, it continues to be hit and miss, you know, talking to some of the other guides over there. Uh, some days are good. Some days are slower. Um, it, it just kind of really depends on which resort you're going through. You know, a lot of the guys I talk to, they're, they're fishing up by night and bridges a little bit more. They've been up there for a couple weeks and the bite was really good when they first got there. It's starting to die down, but you know, they're still getting a mixed bag, but when you run a bunch of houses, you're always going to have a few doing good. Um, over where we're at on the west side of the lake, uh, fishing's kind of the same, kind of hit and miss. I, I would say we have a little bit better quality fish on the west side that are being caught. Maybe not the numbers, but we're seeing a dozen to 30 fish a day in a house with 
four to six keepers on average. We've had a couple more houses do better than that, but that's probably our overall average since the last time we talked. And a lot of big perch. We're we're Ooh. we're getting a lot of eleven to thirteen inch perch. Nice. So and pike. We had uh, forty one incher and a forty and a bunch in that slot range, which was thirty to forty inches on Lake of the Woods. We had a bunch of those caught this last week and um are those people intentionally targeting pike or are these just walleye guys that are getting a, a nice tussle uh one was intentional they were you know they had a couple tip-ups set outside for pike and then they were jigging inside and the other groups were all just trying to catch walleyes and caught the pike but they were they were active this last week week and a half hmm. what a fight that'd be on walleye gear boy <laughs> yep oh yeah you usually, usually hear the it wrapped up all the lines that's what you usually hear <laughs> yeah. but uh we uh we moved some houses we were we moved up out a little deeper i mean when i say deeper we're in you know 26 feet a couple houses we have some houses in 22 feet we're plowing roads constantly and trying to keep moving and find the fish in the mud so we always you know of our 13 houses we always have a couple that seem to be doing pretty decent and a few slow but everyone seems to always be catching fish and if we have to move them around a little bit we we certainly do that and you know live minnow plain hook has been doing good uh rip and wraps are still doing good the glass buckshot rattle spoons uh seem to be doing really well and uh the kind of the reliable gemini which is kind of a staple up here always seems to be producing some fish and uh orange colors pink whites blue chromes you know, kind of that gold is good, and the chartreuse colors, kind of the standard Lake of the Woods colors were, were really good this week. I mean, it's just an array of different stuff, but that's kind of what we see a lot of people have been using. That's what I was going to ask about moving houses, because last week I think we talked, you actually kind of moved them in a little bit, and I was going to be like, did we stay there? Do we move out? So we, we have moved out, and that's good. I think what people like to hear is that um, that you move, you know, that you're moving, you're actually trying to stay on the fish, and it can be somewhat of a negative viewpoint. I think some people have where they think these resorts just go out there, set it and forget it, plow the roads and just greedily take money. And it's, that's generally not what happens. It's generally quite different that they, they want you to catch fish. Well, so you'll come back. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. We move houses. Like I say, we're, you know, our weekdays are starting to slow down a little bit with rentals, but our Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays are pretty busy. And we, I would say we move probably, you know, three, four groups and during the weekend, just to, if they're not, if it's pretty slow for them, we'll, we'll keep moving or we'll move them and try to keep them on fish or put them in a day house that we have available for them or something, just, just so they can get out of their house and have a little bit different depth area to try for some, for some more fish. So yeah, no, we, we don't set it and forget it. We're constantly moving. And typically when a group moves out, we almost always move that house. Even if we just bump it, if it's doing good, we'll just bump it a couple fish house lengths just to, um, get it on some fresh ice, fresh holes, and clean up around the house. We uh, we like to keep things really clean in our houses. You know, everything's nice. floors are washed all the time. Everything's wiped down. You know, so they're pretty pretty nice uh, Lumalite sleeper houses that we run. So. Nice, good to hear. I know. Uh, you know, it's crazy for most of the state. We're really only we only have about a, another month of the ice fishing season as far as the statewide like walleye and pike season go. But like the woods goes much longer than that so anybody kind of still thinking you know planning a trip you're you got plenty of time do you get yeah. busier then a lot of a lot of years once the state closes down 
Um, yeah, you'll see people still coming up here um, with their ice houses and stuff, putting them out here for that extra week or two. I can't remember exactly what the dates are off the top of my head, but we I know we pull all ours the weekend of March 11th. Um, we're going to let people fish that weekend, and then that Sunday and Monday, we're going to pull all the houses and be done for the year. Um, you know, the guy that I work with, West Harder Guide Service, he, uh, he's been caught out there many times and pulling houses off in the slush and that access where we run on it does go pretty quickly. So he's like, Nope, even if I have to lose a week, he goes, it's just not worth battling it. So we're, we're pulling out that weekend, but there's still plenty of ice should be plenty of ice and fishability yet after that, but we're done renting. Oh, gotcha. That weekend. I gotcha. So. I do know that, uh, Northern Pike is continuous. I'd have to go yep. back and check, but I think the walleye season continues Until even April. into April yeah it's second April, weekend of April yeah, or something like, like that the second second weekend in April I never remember the exact dates but it's usually right yeah, around that it's 13th, been a while 14th, yeah. but I do remember ice fishing up there while people were on rainy catching sturgeon and, yep. and big walleye so yeah both, I've, uh, both things were happening Yep, I've done tip-up guide trips for Pike one day and taking them sturgeon fishing the next. So <laughs> that's a fun. Is, uh, that's a fun season. Something I've yet to do is that sturgeon fishing. And now that I'm up here in in God's country, I think I'm going to have to take the yeah, trek over. We'll have to get you out there and catch one. Yeah, I absolutely love it. It's uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Like you say, I work with another guy in the winter, do my own thing in the summer. But I've got a. I'm look, looking like a busy summer so far. I've actually. Good. Uh, I've got like 11 trips that I've got to reach out to people and confirm their sturgeon trips for the spring. And then I'm basically, I think I have one or two open dates between opening walleye and the 20th of June. So I uh, don't have a lot of dates in May and early June. It's all mid June and on that I've got openings, but those will start to fill up as it gets later. So it's, it's good to see people are still getting out there and wanting to fish and set things up early, but I have a lot of return clientele, so I guess that really helps. Yeah, that's good, too. Well, if people do want to get a hold of you and fill those spots or get out on the ice yet this year, hit them with your deets. Yeah, get a hold of me at uh, True North Guide Service, truenorthfishingmn.com. You can also give me a call, 218-452-0612, and I can get you set up with the guy that I ice fish with, or we can get you set up for a summer or spring trip. Awesome, dude. Well, be safe out there. Drive slow, and good luck. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Look forward to it. You bet. Bye. Bye. Fresh off of the ice is our guy up on the Red Lake area, Mr. John Seeley. How are you doing, buddy? Good. Good. How was fishing? Uh, fishing this evening was a little bit slower than normal, but I, uh, I did a lot more screwing around than I did fishing tonight. <laughs> I mean, I saw, I, I watched the snap. There was a couple fish in the, in the sled and you released one. So it wasn't that terrible. No. And I, I did catch a few pretty nice fish tonight. I just, I think I only caught maybe a dozen or so. so and you were on, I, uh, you were fishing on the lower. Yeah, I was on lower. Right on. So, well, what's happening on upper? What's the word? Um, It sounds like the people that have been in ice castles and staying in all the permanents and stuff are struggling. But the people that are getting out and about and fishing out of portables and stuff like that are having a lot of success. Well, it goes back to what we've talked about the last few weeks, that pressure, get away from people. 
Yeah, yeah. And when I was up there in the Snow Bear here last week, it was crazy, the villages that are out there. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're going up there, ask your guide or something to get you away from all the people because <laughs> it, it, it didn't take much for us to get away from people. And, and as soon as we did, we were on fish. So uh, Here's the deal. You, you might be – maybe you're bringing your own wheelhouse up there. Maybe you're renting a wheelhouse. Maybe you're renting permanent. That's all fine, great, and good, staying on the ice, yep. doing all that. Bring a portable and oh, yeah. your prime time, and I can't stress this enough for Upper Red, is start earlier, stay later. So yeah. set an alarm, grab the porty, go run out, get away from everybody, set up, catch some fish, middle part of the day, go back, warm up in the shack, make your That's coffee, lunch, relax. Thing, yeah. If you catch a fish or two, great you know, whatever. Yeah. And then when everybody else is getting ready, is starting to come off the lake, go back out to your portable spot. Yeah. Hit it again. And you're going to, you're going to mm -hmm. have success. That, that pressure is such a major deal on that lake. Yeah. And it's crazy. Even the fish in lower red are incredibly sensitive to that pressure. Really? Yeah. So, you know, everybody just kind of has the mindset, oh, lower red, they got to be the dumbest walleyes on the planet. <laughs> well, they're still walleyes. I just, you know, right. <laughs> uh, they're, they're a little bit dumber, but they definitely feel that pressure and they get the, they get a little skittish from it. So. Hey man, fishing is fishing. Um, yeah, absolutely. How about down but, the Bemidji area? What's going on down there? Uh, you know, our panfish bite is kind of really settled into this midwinter deal where, you really got to downsize and slow down your presentation to catch fish. Um, I went and fished panfish on three different lakes over the weekend. And it, I mean, the one lake was pretty darn good right at sunset, but everything else was pretty slow. And, uh, you know, the community holes are getting picked apart pretty hard now. So um, if you're just going out to the community hole, you definitely need to be looking at downsizing and maybe even bringing some live bait with you. Speaking of that, going off of the pressure, that's a that's a great point. This time of year, those community holes, which are great, and they always do hold fish, uh, but those fish, like, they literally live there. Like, they're not making laps around a lake. That's a community hole there for a reason. So you're getting to that time of year where the, it's been constant pressure. Um, fish are getting taken out, so there's, just, there's less of them in that, yeah. in that school that lives in that part of the lake. They've seen every lure. They've seen every bait style. You know, they're getting pinged on the head constantly with sonar. I I, I refuse to believe that doesn't have an effect. And right. then, so it's just that pressure is building up. So now's the time, if you've got a little adventure's bone in your body, um, to strike out and find some fresh fish that maybe yeah. haven't been, some secondary basins or or, or uh, get out on the edge of that basin, you know, maybe a transition yeah. area and, and give it a try. Especially, if you, have, you know, if you're worried about your FOMO, you know, your fear of missing out. Uh, yep. If it's already tough where you're at, what do you got to lose? You know, yeah, it, exactly. It could be fire. It could be fire yep. 100 yards from where you're sitting. Just get away from that traffic. You find some fresh tracks in the snow. Give it a shot. You know, you might you might might be surprised. Get some fish all to yourself that maybe haven't seen a hook yet this winter. So yeah. that could definitely. And some really some really great news locally is almost all of our smaller lakes are like 100 percent accessible by a pickup truck now oh beautiful that if is you have really a good news four-wheel drive and you can you know bob and weave around some of the bigger drifts that you see you can get just about wherever you want to go on the lake in a pickup now that's uh that's really good news 
Yeah, we've there's already, people. Yeah, we've already covered. There was a little uh, excitement up on Lake of the Woods this weekend, but we covered that yeah. already. Don't need to rehash yeah. that. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that's great news. The bigger lakes in our area are still pretty – you know, suboptimal. They're a little sketchy at uh, Lake Bemidji is pretty ugly on the north end. Cass Lake is pretty ugly out of, you know, the bay in town there. Um, Leech Lake actually is pretty decent, but uh, off-road travel is not real great out there with a the pickup. Same with the Winnie. So. Uh, well, we'll see what this little cold snap coming up has to offer us. Yeah, hopefully it brings us a lot of ice because I was out on Cass Lake on Saturday morning and we were finding spots that still only had seven, eight inches of ice on it. Yeah, I've, saw, I've found similar stuff up here in the ore area. I mean, um, just my, and I haven't covered a ton of area, but just walking out and there's, you know, there's, I'm like, oh, there's pretty good ice out here. And then all of a sudden I'll drill one and it just like pops through way earlier than I expected. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oof. And that's the reason I'm not Bajan everywhere in my truck. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I just exactly. don't, I just yeah. don't trust it. This is, it's, it's a, Hasn't been the greatest year for travel, but, you know, maybe, you know, and we're kind of getting to the end of it here. Got one more month of, uh, of at least walleye in northern interior state wide yep. um, of the season. So maybe this cold snap can kind of firm stuff up and we can go out with a bang. That yeah. would be great. Hopefully fishing is good following the snap. I'm sure, you know, this weekend is probably going to be pretty tough if you're out there. But uh, on Bemidji, I think the they'll – high on saturday is like negative 10 or something yeah, like that beautiful so, beautiful not yeah. just that night but during the day too i mean some people might be freaking out the fact that i'm saying that's beautiful but as far as uh, ice fishermen go that's that's kind of what you need you need that sub-zero oh, yeah, stuff I mean, if you want to be able to ice fish through march that you got to be hoping that these days come eventually yeah so. we should already be talking about breaking out extensions and we're not so yeah it's, yeah. But it is almost February, so I need to put this bug in here, John. We are getting close to pout time. Oh, yeah, the burbot activity is starting to ramp up. You yeah. can see it. I, there's a lot of pictures coming from Leech Lake and Winnie and, and some in the Bemidji area here, too. People are, are starting to pick them up, so their activity levels are starting to pick up. They're going to start moving up on humps and, and some shoreline breaks and cleaning areas off of the crayfish and bait fish up in the area and they're gonna start getting ready here. Well, when it when it fires up, you just you just whisper into old your buddy Dale's ear here, and we're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna venture my way over there. I want to get because like I, I don't know if it's necessary Lake Bemidji, but I know that area produces some of the prettiest pout that swim in this state. Like the markings on the fish that come out of those lakes are just unbelievable, and I'm all about it. And it it really seems like that's the entire Mississippi River chain. You know, it's a lot of really clean water. Those fish are really, really vibrant. Yeah, it's like the ones you catch in Lake of the Woods. They just they're drab, olive brown. They got no markings on them. They're as far yeah. as uh, aesthetics yeah. go, they're boring, right? They can get yeah. big, but they're just they're not much to look at. But those ones down there, man, they are they're gorgeous. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I think they're awesome. I think they're great, fun to oh, catch. Oh yeah, I love them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's super good. All right, it's dude. Getting- well. It's, uh, it's getting to that point, but yeah, we're we're getting dangerously close for sure. Yeah. It seems to be Mother Nature treats us to as the walleye season ends. The, the almighty burbot, the, the <laughs> almighty burbot. It's their time to shine, and there's no interference. Yeah. And I and I, I'm all about it. So that's awesome, yeah. dude. I appreciate you checking in. Stay safe. Good luck out there, and we'll check in with you next week. All right, sounds good. Stay warm, buddy. Later, Bye-bye. dude.
And that is your North Country Fish Report at KBFT 89.9 FM, Net Lake, Minnesota. I appreciate everybody that's tuned in and everybody that has joined us on our web or on our mobile app. If you haven't downloaded the mobile app, do so right now. KBFT app. You can listen to all your favorite shows, including the North Country Fishing Report show. And if you would, this is Community Radio. We appreciate your help. And it is member-supported, so you click that Donate Now button. Send us five bucks. It goes a lot farther than you might think it would. We appreciate you guys. Stay safe out there. Good luck. Good fishing.